Hey, pod people. The episode that you're about to listen to is the first in a two-parter about Midsummer. We didn't intend for it to be a two-parter, but we had so much fun talking with our guest and just went so long that to make for easier listening, we're splitting it up into two separate episodes that are both live at the same time. I'll pop in with a reminder about this at the end of this part, but I really hope you'll tune in for the second part because this is a movie that we could talk about for days. Okay, that's it. We're going to actually start the episode in earnest now. Hey, pod people, I'm Benjamin Alaco. And I'm Carrie. And this is Last, Last Year's Horror. Horror. It's the horror movie podcast that's always a year behind. This episode, we'll be discussing a movie that reminds us that sometimes that vacation you think will save your relationship is maybe not the best idea after all. That's right. We're talking about Midsummer. Midsummer. I'm so excited. Me too. I am so excited. Uh, I didn't know if that was a spoiler to say I was excited. <laughs> That's why I paused. <laughs> I mean, we can spoil our show. We just can't spoil the movie. Okay, so, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Midsummer was written and directed by Ari Aster, who, of course, also wrote and directed 2018's Hereditary. It stars Florence Pugh and Jack. Oh, I, I looked up how to say his name before. I think it's Renner. Re- Renner? I think so. Okay, we're going to go with Jack Renner and a whole slew of talented actors and was released in 2019 on July 3rd. So, fun fact, Ari Aster's first critically acclaimed horror film, which I just mentioned, Hereditary, came out just over a year prior on June 8th of 2018. That's just a pretty tight schedule for two very successful and, in my humble opinion, very good horror movies. Yeah. That's impressive. So that's, yeah. He, I think he's, you know, not having anything this year, which is a little bit sad, but oh, I'm excited take for what a he break. does next. Yeah. Anyway, theme music. If it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror. horror. It was a horrible year, but have no fear, it's just horror that we're talking about. Because if it's not this year's, it must be last year's horror. And if it is this year's, we'll talk about it next year on Last Year's Horror. And we're back. We are so excited because this has taken a lot longer than necessary to get our schedules together. (laughs) Um, (laughs) To introduce our very special guest from one of our favorite horror podcasts, slash also just one of my favorite humans. The podcast is Good Morning Nancy, and it's Gracie Jarvis. Gracie. Hi, y'all. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> While she was introducing you, I was literally raising the he roof was. over oh. here. I'm like, it's Gracie. I have like my hands like clasped together and like an excited <laughs> pose. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so happy to Yay. be on your show. Oh, we're well, I'm so happy. I'm so glad that we're finally able to have you on. Yes. And we had to postpone. This is not anything that anybody out there in the world really needs to know, but we had to postpone two times prior, and then it just our schedules weren't syncing, and we finally made it work, and I'm just so pumped. Me too. Me too. Oh, so exciting. It's not like a month, I think, right? It took like a month for us to be like, are you yes. free this day? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Yep, and then we were like, "Oh, but I'm pooping too much, so we can't." So that no, was me that was my for anybody son. out there. <laughs> well, it was it was me first. So no, it was my son being like, "Mom, I'm pooping too much. You can't record." <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have priorities, right? Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, I, I'm yeah, I'm just so excited. So yeah, uh, how are you, Gracie? Oh, I am doing very, very well, all things considered. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a really hot, beautiful summer. Um, and I'm trying to enjoy it the best way I can, right? Right. So you mentioned hot summer, and yeah. I mentioned this off the air, but just so the people out there can appreciate me and Carrie and our setup right now, we have a little rotating fan <laughs> in our in our area, and we just set up in our kitchen to do this podcast. So we have no AC right now. It's probably what like 85 degrees in here oh, right I'm now. A sports bra. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, I gave up. It's sports Carrie bra. already started stripping and we haven't even gotten past the intro so i am also in my sports bra <laughs> See, girl power. So, no worries it's summertime it works with covers so we're good yeah you know you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> so i guess we'll go ahead and get started because we know this is going to be a long one so we'll start with our quick little round of brief spoiler free reviews so if you haven't seen the movie yet no worries ben's making a face i guess i'll go first because I, I was making a don't pick me face <laughs> i was like doing and like I, a grimace and i like, never picked the guest because that's mean <laughs> yeah so i'll go first yes. um i'll just say is it is it a spoiler to say this movie is beautiful? No. no. Okay. Okay. So this movie is beautiful. Mm -hmm. The scenery, the costumes, like everything, even like the filmography, everything is beautiful. Even though it is a scary movie, but yeah, everything's gorgeous and. It's everything is so well placed because I'm that person that always picks things. I'm like, why is that there? Mm. But I can I can't do that if instead I find things in the background that just work with stuff later in the movie. So like everything is so well thought out. And I think we've watched this movie like three or four times now. And every time three, every time I pick up something different. So I think it's just one of those movies that gets better the more and more you watch it. Mm -hmm. So if you can't tell, I'm a big fan. Like, I feel like I'm fangirling <laughs> for once, like, <laughs> over this movie. What I will say in a broad sense is that uh, he does a really good... If I, the director. He Ari. Does, yeah, he does a really good job with emotions and understanding yes. emotions. Oh my god, Ar that is the truest truth <laughs> I have ever heard. <laughs> like, so good with emotions. It's life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. The characters, too. The way that yeah. the dialogue. Mm. Yeah. It's like, so natural. Ahead, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I kind of want Gracie to, to go next oh, so sorry. I can just I'm piggyback just like, off of the brilliance yes, that you guys have. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I agree. Yes. But you no, know, I, I absolutely agree with you. It's super beautiful. I think part of the beauty comes from how incredibly raw everyone's emotions mm, are. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. their just very basic dialogue feels so real. Yeah. And I, I just feel like, like even, I don't want to uh, give too much away, but I feel like even Mark, <laughs> yeah. even the, the dumb shit Mark says, I'm like, yeah, yeah. There, are, <laughs> there are people who say that crap, you know? And yeah. so it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like everything about his films are super raw and real and they, they're rugged and they really get at you. And, um, yeah. I did not expect it. It's so funny because I feel like hereditary, like that movie broke broke me. Um Yeah. I just didn't expect um Midsummer to do the same. So it, it broke me. Yeah. It broke me but in a Aww. good way. In a good way. Yeah. In the in the way that you want a movie to break. Yes. Yeah. You want to be able to feel 
your feelings, you know, when you see a film. Yeah. So I, it just like life is beautiful. Have you seen that movie? Um, it's been a long time. I don't yeah. know if I've ever actually seen it. Yeah. That movie um, is also really sad and beautiful and it broke me, but in a good way, like you, it's yeah. good yeah. to be in touch with those really raw feelings that, and Ari Aster does yeah. that in this film. It's great. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know what movie does that for me every time? Hmm. I feel like I'm gonna just be a big cliche of a of a hipster, but Requiem for a Dream. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that a good movie one. Yeah, just fucked me up. First, like I, every time I watch it, it fucks me up. Yeah. So yeah, the music, the uh, but I could see it's a little heavy handed, but you know, it still gets me. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a positive thing. I think when yeah, film yeah. does that to you, so yeah. But yeah, so I I will jump in. Uh, there there's so much that I really like about this movie, and I am glad to be saying all of this because we saw it in theaters when it came out, <laughs> and immediately afterwards I was like, you know, I wonder if I'm gonna like that the second time I watch it mm. because it is, I think, a little bit slower throughout than hereditary hereditary mm. to me just really ratchets up the tension after the first five minutes or so it's just shit is you're like what is this and <laughs> um and midsummer is similar in that it's not i mean there's there's hints being dropped at, at what's really happening mm -hmm. and if you know the premise you you basically know where the movie is going to go you just don't know exactly how it's going to unwind but yeah, as Carrie said, this movie is so rewatchable for so many reasons. And I actually think unlike Hereditary, this movie does have some funny moments. Yes, definitely. Oh my I, God. I'm so I laugh at Mark yeah. <laughs> so <Sorry>. much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you about my theater going experience when I saw this? Absolutely. Yeah. So my husband, Luke and I had just moved to the Buffalo, New York area. And, um, uh, we had three of my really good friends from college come and visit. Um, two are from New York City, one's from Maine. So they, they traveled pretty far. And um, one of them was like, hey, like for Gracie's birthday, because it was my birthday weekend when I came out, they're like, let's go see the new Ari Aster film. Let's go see Midsummer." And I was like, sweet. So we went to this little theater. You're like, I want a happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, I, so, want a, yeah. I want good feels. Uh, so we go and it's, it, the theater was packed. I was shocked. It was packed. And yeah. we're watching. There's, you know what scene I'm talking about. I don't know if I'm supposed to be spoiling anything yet, but go ahead, go for it. Okay. So the scene where is having sex with, Yes. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I might like bleep that out, but okay. um, <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Keep going. So um, this the this woman comes down and like grabs exactly her hand, about. and then like <laughs> face and is going like ah ah ah, and my husband burst out laughing and he was the yeah. only one in the theater laughing nobody else was laughing and oh. he was and that made him laugh even harder that he was the only one laughing so then i started laughing and we were both just like what is happening <laughs> he just lost it and he was like and afterwards he was like why was nobody else laughing he goes right. the guy next to me had his like hand on his chin like yeah uh-huh <laughs> like he was like watching it like he was being like intellectual about it and my husband's like you do not see what's on the screen <laughs> right and i think 
think that's totally intentional. I think it's supposed to be super funny. Yeah. I So the second time we watched it, not so much this time, but the second time we watched it, I actually started to ask myself, I mean, not even halfway through, I was like, I really wonder if this is sort of, in a way, could just be interpreted interpreted as a very dark comedy mm, mm-hmm. because if you think about it a comedy oh i don't want to okay i can't say much well, uh, we're, we're gonna have to hold on say, to this let's until just the end jump in yeah then. <laughs> so okay there are there are things that happen here that make me think that, that that in the classical sense of a comedy you could consider this movie potentially to be a comedy but i want to say to anybody out there who still hasn't seen this movie and if our gushing over it hasn't convinced you yet um as what are they doing with their lives yeah i mean so as carrie and gracie said it's a gorgeous movie. The cinematography is fantastic. Every scene, pretty much every moment, has this sort of loaded feel to it. Mm-hmm. Everything is sort of brooding and just loaded with meaning. Mm-hmm. And the actors are amazing throughout. The characters themselves are so real. And it doesn't really matter how much screen time they get. Everybody feels like a three-dimensional real person. Yeah. Which is one super rare for horror and two just really well done. So the way that the movie unfolds, the the music, the whole tone of the movie, it's it's really gorgeous. Watch it for all of those reasons and do yourself a favor and watch it if you haven't. Yes. And then watch it again because it is totally rewatchable. And again, yeah. and again, and again. And again, and again. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Um, so I think now it's about time to actually dive in and start digging into those details. So that means tons and tons and tons of spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you've been warned and you've been told strictly go watch the fucking movie. It's so good. So, okay. Let's get into how this movie opens. There's so much. Oh my god. There's, there's so much. Just I'm like uh I'm like have my hands raised in the air like praising. I'm like this is per- like a perfect opening. I love yeah. this. Well, and even before we see the characters, the very first thing that we see is this sort of pastel gorgeous painting that is sort of a mural of um, of everything it, of, of the enti- yeah. of the entire film <laughs> pretty much yeah. the entire film yeah. yeah and i i i did look this up i think before we watched it the second time just so i could study this mm-hmm. and there's so much meaning in that too mm-hmm. there's too much to really try to explain it here but like Pele is like sitting on a little cloud and mm-hmm. he's I think he's got a little notebook yeah, too. Yeah, he's like drawing her picture or something yeah. I think yep. while she's crying yep. and um yep. Christian is like failing to comfort her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh the the sister and the parents actually have this hose that's yeah. winding around yeah. them. Death cuz yeah. it right. looks like an umbilical cord. Yep. Yeah. Yes, death is holding the hose too yeah. like the skeleton. Yep. And of course on the left side this is very important we have darkness and we have a skull and on the right side we have brightness and everyone uh, all the women kind of circling the maypole and the sun is bright and shining down and all that yeah oh man so that's how it opens and you're just kind of like hmm interesting okay which um gracie i know like obviously you're a big fan of hereditary but i mean one thing that so far ari aster's got these two feature films and immediately open up with kind of like almost a staginess where it's like Mm. hereditary zooms in on that dollhouse Mm -hmm. and this opens up with kind of almost like cupboard doors you know kind of 
like it <laughs> i feel like i don't know if it actually squeaks like that but in my in my memory <laughs> <Sure>. it does <laughs> so i don't know i i think there's something to that where it's like he places his characters on this stage almost and it's like watch what watch what's gonna happen you know you know i think that a lot of that has to do with his love of fairy tales too like he obviously really respects fairy tales and and especially i think alice in wonderland and the wizard of oz so it makes sense to me that he would sort of put everything like like you said like on a stage for the audience to witness and i was just thinking this of of this right now but normally shakespeare plays they tell you what's about to happen right before you actually watch the play like uh, for example romeo and juliet right the monologue in the beginning like two star-crossed lovers that whole monologue is the entire story that we're about to watch being performed and so i think that that's kind of interesting that he does exactly what Shakespeare does. Like he tells you what's going to happen. And like, there's this family, this dollhouse, right. In um, hereditary, but then in midsummer, the mural, the entire story is right in front of you. So um, I really respect that part of it. I think that that's really interesting. Yeah. I, I, we need to get in the movie, but I was just going to say the thing that really strikes me visually about these two movies and I mean, they came out in so close together. So who knows if the next movie that he does is going to be totally different? But yeah, I think he was filming. He was filming Midsummer when Hereditary came out, and he was like, "Oh my right. god, it's successful!" Okay, cool. <laughs> he's like in yeah. Sweden, like, "Oh god." Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, there is definitely something to this the static. Uh, the, the, I don't know how else to say that the 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 way the camera is so mm-hmm. static in mm-hmm. so many scenes where there's still shots and they're these long or, or sorry they're wide shots typically mm-hmm. of just this person just standing there or talking to someone or and they just feel kind of uncomfortable they're very like they make me think of those big long shots or those wide shots in The Shining where it's just oh, this yeah. empty building and there's just something about an, the emptiness it's to lonely. these scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's lonely. Yeah. I think that goes with what we were saying about him expressing raw emotions so well on screen. It's like everyone is like isolated in their little yeah. spot. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I agree with that. Definitely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump yeah, in. Sorry, I'm we, gonna, we haven't even gotten to beyond yeah, I'm gonna the I'm going to start fast-forwarding so, yeah. a little bit. Um, <laughs> so we learn pretty quickly that there is a main character named Danny. Her boyfriend is an asshole. Yeah. yeah. And that her sister is um, unstable and winds up killing her family. Uh, uh, but there's so much. Uh, there's so there's much. There's so much more than that. <laughs> But yeah, so that's so, like the the checkpoints. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And things that really jump out in that opening that I think are so well done and are worth discussing is the the phone conversation when she calls Christian. I forgot his name for a second. When she calls Christian and is like. Hey, you know, how are you doing? Yeah, hey, sweetie. Oh, she so changes awkward. She changes her voice. Do you notice that, too? Yeah. Like, she yeah. goes from being, like, super weepy and upset, and then she calls him. She's like, hey, honey, how are you? Like, yeah. she yeah. she's afraid to, sh- like, right off the bat, we learn that she's afraid to show yeah. him her true emotions. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because she's amazing. got tears. Yeah, and she's got tears in her eyes, too. So it's just, and I just it's like, infuriating to watch that conversation. I cringe every time. I'm oh. like, can you just, like, 
just just break up like right yeah. now just like just <laughs> yeah. stop like yeah, yeah. it's the... so cringeworthy mm-hmm. especially like even when he can't say i love you back like he's like <gasps> yeah. oh my god so it, it's like this she goes i love you and he goes i love you too <laughs> it's just, i i also appreciate that after that conversation which is it's a very nice expositiony conversation that also feels very natural mm-hmm. uh, because he is really the one who tells us you know your sister's bipolar she's done this before you know she sent this cryptic email well it's not so particularly cryptic but it's this dark email and he's like it's just a cry for attention da 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 so there is a lot of exposition in there but um it's just a real conversation and then the the thing that I like about you know uh, our Ari Aster's realization of these characters is next thing we get is danny on the phone with a friend and she's like you can hear it in his voice he's he's just working up the nerve to break up with me and so like she's not an idiot oh i no. think yeah. you know so i really appreciate that about her character too that immediately we're like just break up with this fucking guy but also you kind of see her side of it where she she does know that but she's very soon going on you know, undergoing a whole bunch of other stresses. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I've, I've actually, I know a few people who have had really serious trauma happen to them right before a breakup and they Mm -hmm. don't do it and they do eventually break up some years down the road, but, um, it's interesting how that's a pattern. And so the fact that this is even happening, like the fact that, you know, he, they they show like this tension in their relationship and then all of a sudden this um not this ease obviously when the terrible thing happens to her family but um this sort of like comfort you know like like he's there right and he's holding her yeah. um you know so you're like oh, okay like he, it's they're gonna be okay now you know you kind of get that feeling that maybe that's what's gonna happen but then as the movie goes on you realize that that's not the yeah. case and <laughs> right. isn't that like, always the case you know yeah it's like they could potentially suddenly act more mature and be good people mm-hmm. but well specifically christian because uh, i mean danny is like just the least selfish person it yeah. seems like i think the way he's holding her is a really i mean you don't realize this till you see the rest of the film but i think the way he's holding her is really interesting because he's not crying right right he's he's not making any sort of face he looks like he's a blank slate and yeah. he's holding her but he's not like he doesn't really he does crouch down i think once to like get close to her but he's kind right. of sitting up while oh, she's yeah. on yeah. his lap yeah he's so uncomfortable yeah. he's very want to be there yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean there's there's no empathy i feel like this guy just has does not have an empathetic bone in his body no oh no absolutely and, not <laughs> and obviously we're going to contrast that when we get there to the horga who are like insanely they to to a point that they seem kind of parasitic in a way with emotions. It's a real weird, uncomfortable thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think they this share is... everything. That's what they said. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're a genuine commune. Yeah, yeah. And including emotions, it seems like so, uh, and some other things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so as Carrie said, the, uh, we do find out that Danny's, uh, sister has 
killed herself and her parents by hooking up a couple hoses to the cars in the garage and she's fed one under the parents' bedroom's door mm. and the other one she's actually like taped to her own face. <gasps> it's yeah, really yeah. disturbing yeah. image. Yeah. Disturbing. Yeah, they show her on the ground and the again, like if you haven't seen this movie, the the cuts between these scenes and the way this all unfolds, it's really masterful. A lot of them are very clever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the music too, it starts off with that weird kind of there's a woman's voice and it's just like a chant almost. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's something from the village, but we do hear it later in the movie. Mm -hmm. Describing it just doesn't really do it justice. No. So, but yeah, I wrote down in my notes, most awkward I love you ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Again, if someone said that to me, I would have just been like, yeah, okay, we're over. Bye. <laughs> For real. Like, sorry. Oh, yeah. I would have thrown my phone yeah. across the room. Yep. That is the correct thing to do. You suck. <laughs> so yeah we also see christian with his bros and i we have to mention mark's lines oh, in this opening yeah. oh my god he's such an asshole <laughs> yeah oh man so he mentions that she doesn't even like having sex and that he has to jump through all these hoops to be to not even have sex with her but to be with her and that she's abusing him oh. <laughs> yeah. the fact that she is calling her boyfriend christian and you know in in a time of need when her sister is clearly yeah. suicidal and sending out these cryptic messages to her and she's calling her boyfriend because this is happening mark is like this is literally abuse she's abusing you oh. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, disgusting. I so. I hate that part. And also, well, Josh even says like, "Are you sure that you're not breaking up with her because you don't want to work on your PhD?" Which mm -hmm. I think is also right. interesting because then we get to learn about how he doesn't just treat Danny passively; he treats almost everything in his life passively, mm -hmm. like right. his, definitely his schoolwork, like all of that. You know, so He's, I think that that's really good too. But Mark, I think the worst thing that Mark says is when the waitress comes over and she gives him whatever and she walks away he goes see you can be getting that girl pregnant and i'm like mm -hmm. don't it's even it's so yep. gross but did you notice foreshadowing. yeah did you notice what pele says in that moment he oh i don't remember i just literally watched it right before we started recording too. yeah so i didn't notice it uh, until this watch through but he actually says and don't forget about all the swedish girls that you could impregnate yeah. in june in june <laughs> yeah oh he so. said you will impregnate oh! he doesn't even say you can't he says you'll impregnate right nice. i, wrote it I down. didn't even notice that so yeah plans are already in the works oh! yeah amazing Yep. So if if you watched this movie only once and you were like, oh, Pele, you know, he was just trying to get these guys. No, no, he's 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 in on this. He's on, from in the on start. it. Yes, absolutely. And he's a master manipulator. Yeah, I, I really think the, the more I watch it, too, the more certain I am that he had his eye on Danny. Oh, yeah. From, you know, for a long time. Perhaps. That kind of pretty much explains everything. Yeah. And then, you know, like there's credits and stuff. And then she. At first, you don't realize it's a jump ahead in time because yeah. she's just like depressed and sleeping in bed. And Christian comes and wakes her up and says he's going to a party and he's only going to go for like 45 minutes. Right. And we realize that we've kind of jumped ahead. It's the end of the semester. 
And that's at the party is when she learns about their trip to Helsingland, Sweden, that she had no idea about. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it's two weeks away. And, <laughs> and Christian has agreed that he is going with the guys and he never fucking said anything to Danny. And then their fight afterwards is like the classic oh gaslighting fight. It's so yeah. perfect. It's, it's well, and ugh. she, she ends up being the one saying, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, that gets me every time. Yeah. I'm yep. just like, no, girl, girl, yep. no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he should say he's sorry. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, I'm sorry. Question mark. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm sorry. And yeah. um, so we, uh, a couple weeks back, we actually watched the director's cut, which is a bit longer. It's like, I think 25 mm-hmm. minutes longer or so. And there's more moments throughout the movie of Christian doing that type of thing in the director's cut. So I would recommend it for people who like this movie. It is definitely worth a watch, but you can see more of that with his character where he's just, he, he does that multiple times where it's like he flips things so that they, everything is Danny's fault. He's never at fault. Why is she always doing this type of thing to him? And, it's so annoying because oh. she's being like a totally normal person. Like you would be kind of shocked if you found out your partner was going on vacation and didn't tell you. Yeah. Like it's so, well, yeah. Right. And he, and she brings up like, you know, like, what if I told you I was going to go to China? He's like, well, mm-hmm. it's not China. It's Sweden. It's like, yeah. that's not the point. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's yeah. an example. Yeah. But this- he just, uh, he just doesn't care. No. Yeah. And this, this really is to me a masterclass in dialogue writing mm. the, that particular scene, because I mean, so people out there who don't know, I'm a, I'm a writer. Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like such a writer, you guys. No, um, I, I but... love, yours are really good writer. <laughs> well, thanks. But, but so <laughs> I, I just wanted to say, like, th- I really appreciate scenes like this because there's, there's, I'm sure there's people out there who just kind of think that shitty dialogue is just i don't know it's just shitty dialogue but anybody can fall into a trap of writing shitty dialogue because you approach the scene and you say i need to i need to start the scene where these two characters are mad at each other i need to end the scene where christian gaslights her and shows that he's an asshole and that she's apologetic and like the dialogue has to weave its way through that naturally without ever forcing it mm-hmm. and it is it is very difficult to do that and this whole movie again i've mentioned this already i think the dialogue is very naturalistic but the the way that these characters like just embody this real life situation which is a horrible thing because christian is a piece of shit but it is so it comes off as so real like Mm. it is like textbook gaslighting and Mm -hmm. it feels real well even at the end of the fight too she like does that baby voice thing again like Gracie was saying where she changes her voice and she's like well, wouldn't it be good for your thesis you don't even yeah. know what your thesis is yet like yeah it's, you should you yeah. should I'm not, it's okay like no you can go it's okay yeah she starts to kind of give him permission like it yeah like it's mm-hmm. okay like kind of starts mothering him and yeah making him feel better and you know like trying to be his rock where yeah. he's not he's not like that at all to her so it's Mm-mm. it's really sad yeah Oh, well, I just wanted to mention that I, I, I know this is from a few scenes back, but, um, that, that, uh, poster in her room of the little girl yeah, with the bear. bear. Yes. I love that. Just that little nod of, it's almost like she's the little girl is trying to get the little bear's attention. Like, mm-hmm. you know, come to me, come to me. And the bear's like, 
you know, kind of standoffish. And that's kind of what's happening, you know? Yeah, I, I zero in on that every time that I watch this. And I feel like the first time... Or the first and second time, second time because I knew what the bear kind of symbolized. Right. I was yeah, like, how come she's kissing the bear when, you know, because I was stuck in that mindset of foreshadowing. I was like, that mm-hmm. doesn't really foreshadow what happens. But I think it, it's not trying to foreshadow what happens. It's showing where she's at currently. Yes. She's trying that, to get the yeah. bear's attention. Right. Yeah. The yeah. Love and affection. Have... Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no. Sorry. That even happens later when, like, they show the scene of, like, what's happening when they're, like, in that little communal house. Like, it's like shows like the ritual that's going to be happening that day. It's kind of Mm -hmm. like the moment, but an art. Yeah. No, no, no. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the mural of the love potion and stuff, too. Like that all we're about to see all of that happen, like right after that. So, right, right. Yeah. So then um, we the the next scene that we see, I believe, kind of is the one where we see that she's going to be going, uh, which is the the way Christian approaches this with his friends is so weird. I mean, he's a shitty guy to his girlfriend and to his friends. And so he tells them they're up in somebody's apartment. I think it might be his apartment. I'm not even sure. But he tells them, by the way. I invited Danny to come with us to Sweden. She's not going to come. She said yes, but she's not going to come. <laughs> it's the weirdest. And, like, <laughs> and the, even his friends yeah. are like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually really enjoy Mark's reaction in that moment because he kind of goes like, oh, well, I... I, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying something else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. But so then, you know, she she's up there and she kind of has, you know, mostly talks to Pele, I think. Yeah. And Pele yeah, is... Because everyone else kind of ignores her. Yeah. And I remember... The... They all, like, walk away. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, like, I remember the first... The first time and the second time, I was really, like, annoyed with his friends. I was like, this is really awkward. But then this time, I was like, no, I get it. Like, they're only hearing Mark's side of the story and, like, Christians, uh, Christians, Christians. and, like, all of this. So they only know, like, X, Y, Z about her. So it totally makes sense. Like, if that was my friend and their girlfriend was coming over and I heard all this stuff, I'd also be like, yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom for, like, 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, right. So... You know, you can't blame them, yeah. really. And so, they are very, they very much are being forced into a situation yeah. that they don't want to be in. So, so it's like, this time, I didn't dislike them as much. I mean, I still don't love them. I don't think they're, like, the best of people. But, like, it didn't bother... It didn't feel as awkward this time for some reason. I was like, no, this is, like, a natural reaction to this chick showing up and they don't know both sides of the story like i don't know yeah but yeah she mostly talks to um pele pele yeah and he's drawing his picture and like he said pele like like bale bale Bale. (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be happening scotland forever scotland Scotland forever We've talked about this before, but Carrie, just words come out Scottish. She's like, nice. her heritage is Scottish, but yes, we've never represent. been there. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just happens sometimes. I'm, I'm Clan Curthers. <laughs> You're channeling your people. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> the spirits of your ancestors are coming right. through you. Yeah. Uh, there's a great transition that speeds up the, the movie, too. So Pele says, he, he basically says, I'm so sorry for what happened to you. And she kind of has a freak out moment and no. because she's not over grieving. What? 
finish your sentence and then I have something I would like to say. Oh, well, I was just going to say she goes to the bathroom because she needs to get away and she's going to break down and it transitions into the airplane bathroom. So it's just a nice little transition, nice little film move that he did there. It I is. Oh, yes. But this was okay. So the first time we watched it, every time I watch this, it makes me so uncomfortable because he nails what PTSD is like, like to a freaking T. What do you mean? Like when you are triggered. So I have. Oh, Ari Aster does. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like Pele. No, no, does. no, no, like, no, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. The director. Because I have PTSD and. It's so hard to describe to people what it's like when you're triggered. Like, it's still something, like, I've tried in all my writing. Like, I can't nail it. But, like, the visualness, like, I was like, oh, girl, I've been in that spot so many times. And so every time I watch this, like, I kind of almost get triggered, but in a good way. I'm like, ooh, ooh. So every scene where she almost breaks down and has to run to the, or she does break down and she has to run to the bathroom, I'm like, you nailed it, sir. Mm -hmm. Like, you fucking nailed yeah. it and florence Pugh. <laughs> yes nails it too. she nailed it god yeah. she is she is like a goddess right yes. in an actress heaven <laughs> like she's <laughs> she is good literally in everything i've seen her in yes. it's amazing yeah. yeah yeah but that's what i meant by that like he nails emotion as well mm-hmm. like because yeah. that's it's really hard to do and he he nailed it without even saying anything like that's how it is yeah totally <laughs> Is the the first time I think we see her do that, right, is on the plane, you said, right? Well, Halle, he mentions um, that he also lost his family. Oh, yes. That he's really sorry. And then he starts to talk about it, and she can't hear it just yet, so Mm -hmm. she runs to the bathroom. Yeah. Right. And then it transitions to where she is on the plane, breaking down again, but we don't really know why she did that time. Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We get... uh, the car ride up to Helsingland. And there's actually one thing that I want to mention that's in the director's cut that's not in this cut, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. that Josh has done his research up to this point and he knows some background on this particular the the horga where they're going, so Pele's people. And in the director's cut, he actually has in the back seat with him this uh like runic alphabet. And it's, it's the, Nazis. Yeah, so. it's the alphabet of the Horga people, and someone asks them about it, and it's actually the same symbols used by the Nazis in some ways. So oh it's like a Nazi my alphabet. God. Yeah, so there's more, there's actually more layers to the Horga as kind of embodying, and there, there's a lot of critics who have written about this, but uh, embodying white supremacy in a very mm-hmm. kind of like quiet, but also right in your face sort of way. Mm hmm. So that's one thing that um, I'm glad I watched the director's cut for because I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate it because they did have a lot more about it. Fucking Nazis. Yeah, but this is one thing that did stay in that he mentioned was they were talking about how hot the chicks are. And he's like, it's because the Vikings took them from other places. And I was like, wait, thank you for being accurate. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. but also, yikes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. A little real. Yeah. A little too real. Yeah. Um, I like making people uncomfortable with realness. <laughs> yeah. I want to like linger on some of the shots here. There's the upside down shot of the road and all that stuff, but let's let's wait. just let's just get to the field. It makes you wait, disoriented. Wait. Oh, go but ahead. Wait. Grace Grace's got wait. something. But wait. Go, I go, love, go, go. No, but I love that that twist because uh, like the twist in the camera because I feel like that like going back to cuz I'm obsessed with the fairy tale aspect of this, but like I know where you're going. 
but yeah like it's like if we look at this like alice going down the rabbit hole Ew. this is like dorothy being swept up by the twister like this is the change yeah right now and now we're about to meet all of the strange characters that come into play and that's why i really liked i like the the twirl that the camera does in that moment i, I think that that's a great representation of that i'm so glad that we had you on the show <laughs> I was just gonna say this is why we wanted you for this episode <laughs> so i'm gonna like to be honest I this this time watching it I just kept asking myself what does that symbolize and it's so obvious when you say it but I was like upside down is it having to do with the light because the light is there now and the sun isn't no that's not a thing and yeah you're right they're they're like in the upside down world they're they're through yeah, the rabbit hole. I would like to give myself a little bit of credit because I wrote disorienting and then I was like and this is when they start to get disoriented and everything right. becomes so yes ha yeah i'm a little yes. smart <laughs> well yeah. even even when they start getting to the field they start taking drugs yeah like <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what i mean it's like oh yeah eat me drink me because exactly she takes the tea. Right. yes and then we see images of poppies throughout the mm -hmm. flowers that mm -hmm. are there too and that's reminiscent of the poppy field mm -hmm. and i just i because at first i was like why are people taking drugs what is this movie what is happening <laughs> but as i kept going i was like this is what he's i think this is what he's talking about i think this is like the steps of the fairy yeah. tale and this is like how it starts you know oh. the, you know you start with the drugs and you then you start meeting all the weird characters and, and then you you have your growth right and you be yeah. basically because alice is is in disney alice was i think the first female character in a disney film to not have a love interest mm -hmm. and her her journey basically is her her love interest is basically her growth into womanhood right. and that huh. is exactly what's happening almost with danny like she she has a love interest, but he doesn't pay attention to her. He doesn't really love her. And so this is her journey to find herself. And right. it's starting out just like that, down the rabbit hole, taking the eat me, drink me drugs, and off we go. So That's so good. Yeah. yeah. I was also going to say what's bigger than the big bad of Nazis. I mean, there's nothing bigger. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Well, no, exactly. Now yeah. I just have Go Ask Alice in my head, and I just want no, to I know. Like, One pill makes you more. So it's not saying. Makes you small. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so um, I think the first time that we watched this, I. Uh, there's some stuff here that I think is intentionally a little bit misleading in terms of the. the area that we're going into because i i kept asking myself i was like the 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 information's there maybe it wasn't misleading and i'm just a moron but when i watched it first i was like so everyone's returning to this town that so it's not a permanent thing i thought they were going up there to celebrate their midsummer but they didn't actually live there permanently mm -hmm. but in retrospect uh pele says that the field that they go to where there's a whole bunch of other people from helsingland the horga and there's two other people that have been brought there are a he couple said that they're all people that are yeah. returning from they're their young people. outside right and we learn more about that later on in the movie too but i i was i just like i have i still do have a lot of questions about this society is it sort of like their rumspringa is would, that what 
Do you I, know? I don't know I what don't that know. is, but I want to say yes. Okay, so <laughs> you, should, you know what it is. Yeah, Rumspringa is when um, Amis. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rumshine. Let's let's talk about Rumshine. Yes. <laughs> it's when the um, Amish teenagers go out into like the the outer oh, the out world, the yeah. outside world, and they like you know party meet people and, and yeah. party. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I do know what that is. I just didn't know what that was called. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think so, because Pele breaks it down later where it's they, they have, uh, what is it, 18-year increments, where it's like 1 through 18 is mm-hmm. childhood, 18 to 30, oh god, don't tell me to do math. No, no, it's 30, 36. <laughs> yeah, 36. Yeah, 18 to 36, is that right? That's, yeah. yes. that's their spring? No, summer? Spring. Spring? Fall? No, no. Spring, spring is when they're, they're children. Yeah. Summer, summer is when they're um 18 to 36 right? yeah because because everyone now is in their midsummer right huh? yeah. right like because yeah. they're like what in their 20s 30 right. early 30s so they're See, in their midsummer this whole movie is just a pun <laughs> I personally I personally like it because you're not an adult till you're like 40 to like no, oh, I know. I was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, that's what I still want. Still got time. I still got time. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's like they're working. Their working years yeah. are from like 36 to 54. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, working years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And then winter slash like. Yeah. And age. then, yeah, right before they die. Yeah. Yeah. He does the neck thing where he just. Yeah. Like, what's that? Is there like a term for the neck? I just call it the neck thing, where you do it's like the, um, the hand across the neck, meaning death. It's, it's like, yeah. Have you you guys have seen Galaxy Quest, right? Where yeah, um, yeah she goes, yeah. she does like the he does the cut, and she goes, oh, she goes, no, this is the, and it's not the kill gesture. It's the no, we're dead, we're, we're dead. dead. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Uh, if that was a horror movie, we could do like a retrospective uh, episode on that. You know, you can, you can, <laughs> we'll you work can it make in. it work. There's a, there's a scary lizard guy in that. It counts. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I was going to say before we jump is the thing that bothers me about this scene is a little, there's people on a laptop in the field and I'm like, how would they have their laptop working? Like, how does, oh. does how does Sweden work? Is there internet available for everyone? And can that. you get in a field? They're no, on I didn't notice that either. It drives me crazy. Every time no. I just stare at these people on their laptop and I'm like, that's why they have a laptop. <laughs> I don't get it. Do you think it was just people from the crew and they forgot to put the laptop away? (laughs) No, because they were... They're like, oh no, we're in the shot. (laughs) Just don't move. No, it's definitely the... Now I want to say Ramspringa. No, it's definitely the the people returning because one of them is... They're talking to the guy that's in all the white. Like, he's part... He's, like, hanging out near the laptop. Because she runs into them when she... Well, gets high and drinks the tea, and then everyone's laughing. She thinks that people are laughing at her, and then mm-hmm. she like runs to that table, and they're right there, like looking oh. on the laptop. And the other guy is like, "They're not laughing at you." Huh. Yeah, I'm every gonna, time. Yeah, in, in Mar- you know what? I'm gonna say that they were probably looking through their uh, summertime photos. See, I was not, also uh, not on the internet. I was also thinking maybe they were creeping on the people that are there, like they're Possible. going through their Facebook and stuff. But again. <laughs> Someone, how does how does the internet work overseas? I would like to know. Overseas? Yeah. Like, they just have it everywhere. Well, remember, we watched The Silence, and they had the internet up in the Arctic Circle. Oh, that's right. So. Oh, damn. Yeah, so just so you know, Gracie, if you're ever up in the Arctic Circle, according to the movie The Silence, you just Sold! Get... I'm going now. And it's fucking have internet. And it was actually Wi-Fi, too. It wasn't even a oh, cellular that's right, that's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was great, yeah. 
<laughs> don't watch that movie. Um, <laughs> so, so we already kind of mentioned they they take shrooms. So we're introduced to a bunch of people. We're introduced to Ingmar, who's Pele's brother, who I think is his real brother. No. No, I don't no. think so. He oh. doesn't have real he says, siblings. He no. calls everyone his brother and sister. Damn it. I was trying to figure that out. No. I was like, oh, he's just got a really big family. No. Like, he, now I, sound I like mean, an idiot. he does, but they're not his blood relatives. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, bummer. that's what I think. Watch. I Watch I... somebody's like, um, no, at this point in the movie, he says, blah, 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 blah. No, well, he, okay. He said something. But he's not, though. He, does, he did say best friends since we were children. So I, I couldn't tell. Since about birth. And yeah. That's like. Yeah, you're yeah. right. He says since birth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I just thought friends. he was like, this is my brother. And also, we've been best yeah. friends since birth. Uh, I'm sorry. We're getting hung <laughs> up on this. But, um, so Ingmar is important because he brought uh, Connie and Simon, who are the only other outsiders. Can who you are say coming. their names again? That was funny to me. Connie and Simon? You were like, Connie, Connie and Simon. Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> Well, it was fun, but I gotta go to bed. <laughs> Sorry, that was hilarious. Well, Connie okay. and Simon are Connie here. and Simon are... I'm sorry, but they annoy the shit out of me, yeah, too. Yeah. They are so stuck up and <laughs> flaunting their relationship. And I was going to be really... God. Okay, well, we just said I'm Scottish. I did not, so, I no, did not have that reaction, me. but go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to be really snotty to people. Snotty. Snotty yes. to people. But we did just say I was Scottish, so um, British people are stuck up. <laughs> Ooh, our overseas audience. Hot take! <laughs> Sorry, you guys. I'm also British. <laughs> In heritage. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Shrooms are happening. Danny wasn't going to take the shrooms. And actually, Christian almost did the right thing, but then just didn't really stand up for her in the end because she was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm not going to do the shrooms. I'm not ready for it. And Christian's like, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll just be with you then. That's fine. I won't take them. And then Mark is like, but what? You gotta, we gotta, what? We all have to do it together. It's going to be different trips. And they all just kind of stare at each other. And Christian doesn't even really say anything. No. So it's awkward. Uh, yeah. And it's like, again, you know, if this guy was actually a good guy, he'd have been like, well, then they're going to be different trips, dumbass. Like, wh what do you want? Like, my Yeah, he and Danny can be on the same trip and enjoy it, yeah, but whatever. Like, my girlfriend's family just died. And um, this is shrooms. So who gives a shit? And, uh, yeah, but nope. So she ends up taking the shrooms and, oh, does someone want to describe Mark's freak out? Cause I oh love Mark's God. freak so, out. This is actually hilarious. This is every time I can't stop laughing. There's a lot to his freak out. That's really good. But my favorite, because this is how I feel every time and every day in my life is when <laughs> Christian is like, fuck, there's, it's a new person. And then Mark goes, I can't handle a new person right now. And it's my favorite. Yeah. I just... And then Pele goes, no, Mark, new people are good. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my favorite in that is when Mark says, I'm just going to lay down. I'm going to lay down. And then he goes, oh, this feels amazing. Everybody lay down. Everybody lay down. And then he looks around and he's like, Josh, will you lay down? 
Josh, will you lay down? Like, so <laughs> that actor, though, okay, so I do know that that actor is actually British and mm-hmm. cracks me up because in that scene, he actually uses this proper context and he goes, can you lie, lay down? Like, like he says, oh. lie down, like he uses it the correct way. And right. I'm like, you only did that because you're British. Like, <laughs> and you actually <laughs> learn grammar. <laughs> right, right. British snobs and their actual grammar. <laughs> So, yeah, but he's also freaking out because it's 9 p.m. and it's pretty much just sunlight bright out still. Um, Danny. Well, he triggers Danny because he says, you guys are like my real family. Even before that, though, Pele is like, you know, look at the trees are breathing. And Danny notices like grass is growing through her hand. And she seems like she's okay with that at first until right you like you said like mark says you guys are my family and then she freaks out and then she's like no 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 like she's rejecting mm-hmm. becoming a part of of nature right, right. that was really interesting yeah i don't know it's a her i mean obviously i i felt like her freak out there was warranted because he mentions family and she's triggered and absolutely the i i've been trying to figure out the symbolism of nature and her relationship to nature because she does see that multiple times that later it's her feet. I have grass growing through them. And also she has the, the May queen, um, crown on at a certain point and the flower is actually kind of breathing. And I feel like the, uh, her, the like nature is like her incorporation into this place. I feel like in some weird way, I, you know, for me, I feel like it's, it sort of represents her externalized, um, grief and mm. rage and Ooh, I like that um, better than the, what I said. I think yeah. I think I think that's why at the end she's so overgrown with this lush grotesque, you know, like really Ooh, campy flowers beautiful. because I think she's finally accepted all of her emotions and her feelings and I think that it's that's why I think like it starts out like scaring her. And like when he mentions family, she's like, no, no, no family, no family. And then she becomes a, like you said, like a part of the commune. And she's also like externalized everything. And it's, and it's represented in the, in the blossoms, I think. Well, Gracie, do you I just want to, do you now. just want to be what? part of this podcast from now on? <laughs> I, lo- I would love to come on the show again. <laughs> she has her own podcast. I, I just, I, I love that so much. Um, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And that beats. See, for me, <laughs> God, man. No, no, it's every. I mean, everyone's opinion is so, different. I want to hear yours, Carrie. See, I was blinded because in all of his movies, and I was going to mention this a little later, but he definitely has done his research on like witchcraft and mm. Um, mm. like modern Wicca. I'm not. A, I'm not a Wicca, but I do associate with some kind of witchcraft. Mm. So to me, he. <sighs> He does so many things that are, like, in Wicca that I'm like, oh, like, even, like, the seasons and people having yeah. different seasons of life. And it's, like, a thing for the the world, like, the, the sorry, the seasons, like, is the... Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying try to get it all no, out. No, I'm, I'm having fa- a hard no, time no, no, saying I'm it. I'm fascinated. No. So, for me, here. even in Hereditary and this one, it's just a lot of, like, which, like, if you study wicca or like witchcraft you see it and it's like all this it's kind of it's hard to to describe without going really really into it and like the the principles of the religion because it's nature-based yeah and well one of the things that jumps out to me that i i don't know that as as much obviously about wicca as you do but 
he, uh, one of the guys, when they actually get to the village, is he, he's wearing a frock, and he says it represents the, he says, the hermaphroditic, uh, so basically the non-binary nature of nature, yeah. that it's not male or female, and right. I think that, that, isn't that a wicked thing, that too? That is, like, a, like yeah. it's everything has feminine and masculine, like, in it, in the yeah. basic sense, so... That is so. Yeah. I see. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's kind of more what I always take from his movies, and that's another reason why I really like his movies, and another reason why I'm, I don't want to offend anyone. But like, I thought it was interesting that the boyfriend was named Christian, and then he goes through this like totally, yeah, death, yeah, crazy death scene. Well, and throughout yeah. too, Christian in a way. So I, I was stuck on that whole Nazism and white supremacy thing. And Christian, he's named Christian. He's this white guy. He's going to steal his, you know, later in the movie, he's going to steal his thesis project concept from uh, yep. this other person of and color. I, yeah. 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 Um, so, and he just sort of, and, and also the, the whiteness aspect of it, just going to another culture and being like, I just want to take your culture, put it down in a book and ascribe it for you know essentially for his own glory really and that's yeah a, that's exactly what happens yeah. yeah so that's a very you know white supremacist uh mm -hmm. european you know let's conquer the world and everything is about me kind of mindset mm -hmm. oh but um sorry the other thing the big thing which is like duh is that midsummer is a celebration in wicca it's right and it's is like Midsummer and the Maypole is like a wicked thing. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So it's, is it Midsummer is, um, uh, what is exactly Midsummer? Like, do, is it because like they're uh, celebrating, um, like life? Is that what's going on? It has to do with harvest. Okay. Yeah. It's this, it's, isn't it the summer solstice too? Is mm -hmm. or, that's actually what they're celebrating? Mm -hmm. I think it's, it, it revolves around the solstice and the Maypole is a phallic symbol. So <laughs> the women are circling around the Maypole, which is, a giant penis and so, right right yeah. so like it's, it represents like fertility yeah, right? yeah. they, they okay. do two fertility rituals in this at, yeah. at the end as sort of the climax of uh, right, climax yeah. of yeah. uh so, <laughs> of the midsummer festival yeah okay so again in wicca and witchcraft like it's so hard to describe because you, it's what makes it so cool is that you can kind of make it your own and put your own interpretations and like make just do your own thing which is really cool and it's part of why I like it. But so Midsummer, some also view it as like, also has to do kind of with your age as well. Like it represents like a time when you're kind of starting to slow down because, you know, like the days are getting longer. Right. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, in that sense, it also goes with the seasonal things that Halle talks about later. So, yeah. It, okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm keeping no, nailing yeah. this on the head, but yeah. No. Yeah. That That's yeah. That's There's the so much to this film, though, that it's like, you almost think, like, did I say this yet? Because yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure I mention this because there's so much yes. happening. <laughs> I know this. Yeah, I have so many notes. But so so let's let's jump ahead plot wise. So let's just get to they're They're at the, the village. Yeah, they're they're at the commune. Uh, the one of the first things, you know, they, they walk through this giant sun into this sort of Eden like place. Everyone's greeting each other. And to play up Gracie's um, Wizard of Oz, like there's more flowers that are yellow, and it's like almost a yellow brick road. Right. Yeah. The oh, she comes back a couple times. I can't remember her name. I didn't write it down here. But uh, there's the woman who kind of leads this whole festival. Sev. And, 
something like that. Uh, I know there's one woman named Irene, but I think she's the one who does like the maple dance. So I don't right. know what this this lady's name is. Yeah, she's the elder. She's like the elder, mm -hmm. the elder of the elders, basically. And she introduces this and says, "This is our our 90 year feast. So it's been 90 years since the last great feast. It's going to be 90 to the next. And this time, I noticed that she said, and on top of that, it's the hottest and brightest summer on record. And I was like. <gasps> Is there a message about global warming in here, too? <laughs> what are you doing, Ari Aster? Stop it. So, <laughs> but, um, and so much is layered throughout this movie. We see the redhead girl, uh, well, sorry, um, Maya. Maya. Like, she's already staring at Christian, and she... She even starts to flirt with him. She yeah, kicks him. She, she kicks him when I said she pulls him into the... It's not a conga line, but I said it's a conga line in my notes. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to go with it. It's called Skin the Fool, which yeah. happens to Mark. Yeah. yeah. Skin the Fool. <laughs> so I told this to Carrie, and I, I wish I had more information because I tried to research it, but I'm... I'm just friends with this uh, British writer on Facebook. I, he doesn't know I exist, but I know he exists. And he posted... Nice story of my life. <laughs> he posted something <laughs> about a month, a month and a month and a half ago or so. And he had a picture of kind of a scarecrow. And it had a jester's cap on it. And he was like, I was in this little village of blankety blank. And looks like they still practice this... Uh, tradition of the stuffed fool for the blah 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 festival and i was like what what the <gasps> fuck what? what is this so oh. i think this is a real thing and i don't know I, I really wish i had more information and i couldn't i couldn't google well i googled it and nothing came up and so <gasps> i don't know the, apparently the stuffed fool thing is i i think ari aster must have really pulled that from real rituals and stuff that's what i mean like i think he really does his research yeah. into like you know different um forms of witchcraft i it's I, i'm trying not to label it all as wicca because it's there's so many different things yeah. okay but well different yeah. like spiritualities and cultures and yeah. yeah the fact that he said like oh they're still doing this like it's so old yeah. and ancient is like <gasps> I, yeah the, well, it was yeah. like he knew what this whole oh yeah the stuffed fool duh obviously well yeah oh, i know goodness. in england um there's still like a lot more celebrated rituals as opposed to america because we're from puritans and all that yeah. fun stuff so oh, yeah they still they still burn wicker men and stuff yeah. so yeah. it's like <laughs> right we just burn nobody would do that yeah. here we unless just... it's i guess bernie man is that what happens at bernie man <laughs> what I, happens at I bernie think man so. there, i think there are lots of mushrooms <laughs> yeah yeah hey <laughs> yeah i mean that is they burn the giant man that's burning man so yeah please don't say what you're gonna say i know where you're going what? you're gonna say we burn Witches. Oh, I thought you were saying crosses. Oh, <laughs> like shit. KKK. No. And I was like, that's messed up. Damn. Ties into the white supremacist themes of this, but uh, so Jesus. True, okay, well, sorry, my bad. Let's put uh, not a, like, get rid of the we at the start of that and just put yeah, I don't want to be a part of we that. We don't do that. Any don't other do that. pronoun. Not us in this household. Oh, I thought that's where you were going because you're the no. cynic one. I was just going to say that we burned witches. Well, everyone did. Yeah, that's true. That's true. British people did it <laughs> That first. is true, yeah. I'm kind of glad that there are no rituals around here that are like, and let's burn the witch. I would be screwed. I just admit it on 
Oh no, thing. we. I think all women would uh, be yeah. Yeah, goners. Oh god, yeah. All right, let's move on. <laughs> so, uh, one thing that we haven't mentioned yet is that uh, it's totally now Danny's birthday, birthday, and Pele is the only one who says happy birthday, and he gives her a little portrait. And like, man, if Pele wasn't a psychopathic murderer, you know, he's kind of a sweetie. And then he's wheelbarrowing dead bodies around later. I know. He means well. (laughs) (laughs) As much as a Nazi can. He has a hive mind. Yeah. He's brainwashed. He's a cult member. But, uh, you know, he's a sweet murderer. Like, what are you going to do? He's a sweet murderer. (laughs) Anyway. So... (laughs) You know, and I think that I think that it's really great that it's her birthday too, because obviously, like your birthday is right. It happens every year. It's the day you were born. You celebrate your birth. But I think that for Danny, like this is just this having it be her birthday is like another chance to fulfill, you know, whatever her her life is supposed to be. You know, like she's giving this this chance you know because she's alive where her sister and her parents aren't and they don't get another birthday so i think it's really interesting that this is happening around this time where there's she has to celebrate her life and i'm sure she lives with survivor's guilt so right yeah definitely totally yeah and i mean she's been through this horrible trauma and so you would think that christian would be in tune with what's going on with her no he's still off in his own little world so yeah. yeah, and we we learn in this section of the movie that they've been together three and a half years. No, four. Well, sorry, I wrote yeah. down. <laughs> shit, I wrote down both. Um, I wrote no, down. That was perfect. That was perfect. Damn it! Because listen, when that actually that scene, I thought, you know, I get he's he maybe doesn't remember exactly right. how long they've been together. Yeah. Well, bad boyfriend or not, right. you know? Right. So I think that that's perfect that you said uh, that and Carrie had to correct you. <laughs> I have both of them written down. So I wrote down three and a half years and then right after I wrote four years. So I just read the first Isn't one. Isn't it like four years and two weeks yes. or two months or something? I have it written down. <laughs> four years and two weeks. Yeah. But so I was like they've been together a long time and they they act like they've been together maybe a couple months right just the way that they they don't seem comfortable with each other oh, no they don't know each other at, at all. all yeah uh, um we also learned that how did i say it before connie and simon are engaged. <laughs> connie and simon are engaged and it seems that well, ingmar it, totally had a thing for connie at a certain point and in the director's cut there's a little more on that was there? I don't remember. Yeah, it's. I think it's more about like he more or less straight out says he took them because he liked her and she rejected him for uh, Simon or whatever. I think. Yeah. I can see that being. I mean, I kind of assumed that was the reason, but it's nice that that's been confirmed yeah. in right. the director's cut. Yeah. Also, Ooh, he's jealous. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, genuine murderer and. There's also a bear, and it, that's the only recognition that it gets at this point in the movie. Are we going to talk bear. about the bear? No. That's a bear. <laughs> no, nope, it's a bear. <laughs> we do see that love spell quilt, which is... Okay, I'm going to let one of you describe the love quilt. You don't want to? <laughs> you don't want to talk about the hairy vaginas or well, the vulva? <laughs> I, I mean, I can. I just feel like... I don't know. I feel a little weird. You know, it kind of shocked me a little even at first. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Like, we're not messing around with this imagery. And yeah. I 
I think that that's great because you wouldn't, yeah. right, in that community. They wouldn't because it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. Like, again, like, Carrie, you're right. Like, we come from a, a Puritan <laughs> society. Right. So even seeing that kind of stuff is like, oh, even for me, like, a little bit shocking. Like, you're, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. But I think it made sense. Like, absolutely. I feel like their version of witchcraft like that totally makes sense to me i just love how they're just putting it all out there they're yeah. like so here, um, this the is the spell. love ritual so here, if you want to do is. this here it is yeah yeah there are little kids everywhere like right. nothing yeah. is weird right. nothing yeah. is is damaging or you know to the kids psyche like it's all natural yeah. and it i mean it it is yeah sure so they yeah. do watch austin powers they do. that is so funny <laughs> oh my god i love that line it's such a throwaway line but yeah um <laughs> oh man it, yeah we're right at that part actually right now too so they kind of unpacking everything and like so they're all getting you know settled in a little bit into this kind of cabin where every it's not really a cabin it's like this multi-level building yeah communal sleeping area yeah. so everyone kind of sleeps in the same building and, and mark asks how you jerk <laughs> yeah. off yeah, Mark asked how you jerk off. But yeah, this girl comes in and she's like, hey, the kids are in the other area watching Austin Powers if you guys want to come. It's just so like, what? <laughs> Austin Powers? Like, of all movies. <laughs> yeah. And you haven't seen anything that would indicate that other than maybe a stray laptop on a battery that uh, there's technology around here. But, you know, they're playing Austin Powers. They're, you know, looking at... I guess that kind of shows that they're not sheltered. Right. Yeah. Even from the modern world, right. they're not sheltered. Like, they're just, whatever, they're watching Austin Powers was, in the other right. room. I also thought it would be a way for, like, yeah, if they have to go out into the world to bring new people in, which they clearly do every once in a while, it's a way to keep them, like, somewhat up to date. But, of course, if they're not out in the real world every day, then they would have a movie from, like, 20 years ago. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That movie is old. <laughs> That is true. I'm going to assume that it's the first one, too. Yeah. They probably don't even know that yeah. there's sequels. Okay. <laughs> so, um, should we talk about Christian's really terrible birthday present? Yeah, it's a piece of pound cake. Yeah. I'm assuming it's pound cake. It looks like pound cake. I love yeah. that he struggles to light the thing. It's just the, light the thing. Perfect. Uh, my she's words like, are so just, good today. She's like, stop. Chef's kiss. Yeah. It's, it, that is the perfect scene of him on the, like, just struggling, yep. trying to be a good boyfriend in that moment. Yeah. And she, and it, oh, it's so awkward. It's so perfect, yep. though. And yeah, their interaction where she's like, I'm not upset. And he's like, we well, should be. And she's like, I should be. I'm not upset. It's fine. Blah, blah, blah. I just like how he says, I thought it was the day before. And I'm like, that's even worse, bro. Like, you don't that's say that. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. But I think he means, like, I thought it was still the day before. Day. Yeah. Which is yeah. a lie, though, because he's the one who tells her that it's the next day. Yeah. Because he wakes yep. her up. So, yeah. Yep. He's a he's a shithead. Putting the, just, you know, dotting those I's, crossing those T's of shithead. Oh. Well, See what I did there? Yeah. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> so I'm skipping ahead. <laughs> Please. I was gonna at, at, at the stupin. What is that? At, at the stupin? At the stupin. The ritual. You getting the oh, ritual? I was like, I, I don't you were, know what that word I is. I thought you were saying something <laughs> like you were sounding stupid, and I was like, oh. Whoa, no. Why do you think I. <laughs> do you I think was, you're talking to Christian here? What's that? No, that's why I was just staring at you like, what are you saying? We've been together like three and a half years or something. <laughs> 
I feel like I feel like we should let the audience guess how long we've been together. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. No one's gonna play, but it's alright. Yeah. Um, At the stupid. See, yeah, I didn't. I thought you were saying acting stupid. I'm just gonna keep That's saying it. Like, I was like, "What are you doing?" I was just staring at you. Okay, so yeah, it's we're gonna skip ahead because they go to bed and all that fun stuff. But um, so the next day, there's the first communal meal, and it's also like the first ritual. I felt like this scene was really good because it also shows how all the meals are, and it's like this really awkward like. I don't know how to describe it. it. It's a communal meal, but you have to wait your your turn kind yeah. of thing. Like There's like a clear hierarchy yeah. of who gets to eat. You have to wait for whoever you're waiting for at the head of the table or whatever. So in this case... It's like playing telephone, yeah. but eating. Yeah. So in this case, it's the two these two elders who are wearing blue when everyone else is wearing white. So And uh, Josh knows that Atastupin is coming up, but we don't know what it is. Do you and think he really knows? Yeah. He, he knows. I don't know. He seems pretty yeah, shocked me too. when they jump, so though. He does, but also there's a moment, I want to say it's after, oh, I can't remember if it was after the, the woman jumped or after the, the man jumped, but he does kind of look at Christian and he kind of almost has like a smirky little, like a mm. little grin on his face. Uh, like, like okay, you're see, right. like I, I kind of saw yeah, okay. this coming. Like, okay. Or it was kind of, not necessarily I saw this coming, but more like, can you believe we're seeing this right now? Yeah, but him and Christian freak out more on the second jump than Danny does, so. Yeah. I wonder, that's true. Like, yeah, he jumps. And I wonder if it's because the guy is still alive. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, so we have the dinner, and we're introduced to these two older people, and we don't know what's going to happen, and then we... Uh, just kind of cut to this rocky bluff, this outcropping, and Mark is off taking a nap. Um, but the bluff has this overhang that is, I just called it a Simba rock. It's <laughs> legit that it's the rock that, uh, what's his name? He takes Simba out on and he shows everyone Simba. Oh, Gracie, can I yes. be honest? Pride rock. Yeah, pride rock. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can, can, you, can I ask you an honest question? Did you yeah. at least do that once with your baby? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Of course, I did. <laughs> it's required. If you don't, then you can't keep your baby. Oh, okay. Like you have to. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's this build up to the old people are up at the top of the bluff, and the woman goes out first, and she does this really sort of strange ethereal pose for a second, and then everyone's kind of just staring at her, and I feel like. They show Danny, like Danny is starting to figure it out, but She's she doesn't want to hyperventilate. Yeah, she doesn't really want to. Doesn't seem like she wants to admit that she knows what's about to happen. She reacts even before it happens, yeah. which is really crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Oh man, the I gotta say the the gore in this movie is so good. It is. Good. I know it's a weird oh, thing to say. Yeah. yeah, I the the gore is good, but this is a horror podcast. Get over it, people. So <laughs> I do remember in the theater when we watched this, someone did like make a noise when they zoomed in on her face. They were like, Ugh. I can't remember what they did. I kind of do remember that actually because you, you someone, mentioned that to me before, and I was someone like, someone started freaking out. Yeah. yeah. I do feel like someone was like, Ugh, or something like that, and right? And me being the 12-year-old boy I yeah. am was like, oh, gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's so real. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty gross. 
I mean, again, I just think of I'm going to spoil Hereditary. So if if someone out there hasn't watched Hereditary yet, watch that movie or just mute this for about the next 20 seconds or so. But the head in the middle of the road covered in ants. <gasps> yeah, that that's what was, reminds me of. That yeah. was what did that, it for me in Hereditary. That I was got like, me. Yeah, yep. I was like, that was the scene. It is so real. And and this gore is also just so real it looks like he studied crime scene photos. Whoever the makeup people on this movie were, give him an Oscar. I mean, it's great. Um, but yeah, so so she dies, and then then the, we see the man get up there, and he doesn't he he botches it. He doesn't do a beautiful he, swan dive. He, he biffs it. I just thought, you know, this might sound insensitive, but I was like, you know, if I was gonna do that i would tr- really try to do it right because yeah. mm-hmm. i feel like you know because i feel like that must have been a real real awful thing to go through yes. you yeah. know and to have your head be caved in by a you know mallet. your friends who are yeah i just i just thought man he did he screwed it he up really so. biffed it so he misses the rock completely and he jumps vertically like a jackknife yeah. and and just and the the thing too about the way that this is all shot is that it's a long shot and they don't i feel like a different director a different movie would have cut away and done some sort of dramatic cut where mm-hmm. you know there's loud noise or something like that or whatever but the the i want to say there's not there's no other sound and you just see him and it's it looks very real mm-hmm. but yeah he just walks out there and goes straight down and you see the whole thing and you see him smash and he just falls over and then they cut to him on the ground just in what is clearly terrible pain his Ugh. one of his eyes is all bloodshot like yeah. which was, is also just very real and then his of course they're mangled up yeah his his leg is all like off his body basically and and this is the first time we we see them um you know keening yes mm-hmm yeah. Which I which is I think this was a really great way to kind of introduce us to Agreed. that. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're all collectively almost embodying his pain. And at first I was like is he making that noise or they who's making that noise and it's it just is everybody it all blurs together. I'm not going to lie if I was that dude and they started doing that I'd probably flick them off. I'd be like you don't know what this feels <laughs> no. like. Yeah, like <laughs> you fakers. You have no idea. You'd be so mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um, a bunch of people step forward and they've got a mallet and they, again, the, the gore of actually just showing the mallet plop, like it squishes him like a pumpkin. It's pretty gross. But again, I want to say it's just a static shot of that happening. And that's one of the things that makes the violence in this movie so, I think, visceral and intense is that it doesn't necessarily treat it like hollywood violence it's no like, it doesn't at all yeah it's like here it is yeah yeah it treats it like if you were seeing it in real time yeah yeah and it's i think that we're so desensitized to like movie uh gore and horror that we're just like we're so used to like this wham bam all these different yeah. cuts like you were saying but i think it's a little bit more shocking when it's just happening right in front of you i think 100%. you you sort of feel like uh, like instead of being like surprised you're more like like i think how danny is just standing there like oh my god mm-hmm. yeah. what did i just see like you're mm-hmm. you are actually in shock watching what's happening definitely yeah. 
Yeah, and so Simon is also freaking out at this point. You can see that... Yeah, both of the Brits are yeah, freaking out. And you can see, as as Gracie said, that Danny is just really stunned, pretty much in shock. Christian is not really doing much, but he he is visually... like he You can see he's heat. upset. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, Josh kind of goes through this range of emotions. I think in some way he's... In a weird way, I think he's happy that what he's seeing is... Yeah, I think he I think he mm-hmm. really enjoys <laughs> Yeah. Like, I think he enjoys this. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, this is why I'm here. I exactly. this is my reward. Yes. I I came here for this. You know, right. I wanted to see some rituals that I could never see otherwise. Right. Hey Pod Peeps, it's me again. Remember from the top of the episode when I told you we split this show into two parts? Yeah. I'm following up like I said I would, because unlike Christian, I am reliable as fuck. Please tell Carrie. She's taking a nap right now, actually, so probably a good idea to let her sleep and tell her afterwards. Okay, so that's the end of part one of our discussion of Midsummer. Huge, huge thank you to Gracie. Her podcast is Good Morning Nancy, which you need to subscribe to as soon as possible. We'll plug it again at the end of part two of this discussion, but seriously, she's awesome and the first person to talk to us for nearly three hours about a single movie. That is dedication. All right, go to the next episode. Do it. Do it. Okay, bye.